This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. To get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. So you did something interesting this week, Avram, that I was following along <laughs> on Tom's Hardware that I am really excited to hear more about. So, um, you know, obviously the topic of inflation and the cost of living going up are huge, uh, huge right now. But what if I told you that there's one area where costs might actually be going down if not staying pretty stable, and that is the world of computer components. Which so, would sound crazy to anybody who has been listening for the last year and a half. Yes. Well, one thing that's going on is the crypto crash is having a very positive effect on on graphics card stock, and I think stock of other thing, other components as well. You have to remember that for the last couple of years, there've been a lot of crypto miners and we're not talking about an individual one person with a computer in their living room we're talking about you know, companies that buy farms of you know i don't know hundreds of or maybe thousands of machines and they set them up and they get multiple graphics cards per machine and that had really really driven up the cost and lowered the availability of graphics cards and um, and really hurt the, the industry more so than anything that was going that had been going on with the pandemic or you know problems with shipping you know shipping stuff the the GPU shortage is a very serious problem now it's suddenly over the last couple of months uh, and I think it's no coincidence that it's happening because uh, because the price of crypto is crashing. People, uh, people are no longer investing in buying new crypto rigs. And so you're seeing car the price of the cards return to reasonable prices near their MSRP, sometimes even below. And we're, we're seeing that the price of other things that are other components like, you know, CPUs and RAM and SSDs is at least hanging pretty stable if if not low so i was doing some research and i figured out you know by just by looking at the prices that are available that one can build a pretty decent gaming pc for under 500 dollars, and you can build a okay like 720p capable gaming PC for under $400. Now, uh, and I have an article about this on Tom's Hardware, but I wanna, wanna talk about what you need to make these things happen. So first of all, what's really important to keep in mind is that you, um, is if you're spending $500, uh, you know, or less, you are going to have to make some compromises 
but not not as bad. It's not as bad as you might think. So uh, let me pull up our configuration now. Based on my research, the the components on our in our that we recommend in our article add up to slightly less than five hundred dollars. However, that was what it was. Uh, you know, last Thursday, perhaps today these same components would be five hundred and ten dollars, perhaps or four hundred ninety dollars because prices do fluctuate. But on the other hand, you can also find uh, substitute some parts because the really the only the two most important parts are the CPU and the graphics card. You know, get a different brand of RAM if you need to. You can get a different brand of power supply if you need to, etc. So let's talk about that uh, gaming PC that's under five hundred dollars. Uh, and has a discrete graphics card. What you need is right now an Intel Core i3 12100F processor is your best bet. Uh, that has been selling for around $106. And you know what? It's not an old CPU. That is the new generation, current generation 12th gen processor with, uh, with four cores and I believe a 4.3 gigahertz boost clock. Uh, so a, a good current generation CPU, uh, to accommodate that CPU, you will need an, an, an a H610 mother, uh, chipset motherboard. Uh, we found one selling for $89. Uh, perhaps you'll find one cheaper, but we found one selling for $89 that had uh, all the basic capabilities. And, uh, and the video card that you can get at this price in this price range is the is something is any video card based on a amd radeon rx 6400 so you can get a radeon rx 6400 card for 159 dollars now i will say this if you could splurge just 20 more dollars which i think most people could uh then you would go over $500, but I would strongly recommend doing so because then you could get a Radeon RX 6500, which is 30% faster for $20 more. So um, in either case, you can play 1080p resolution games at at least mid-range settings uh, with, with either of these cards, although you'll do better with, with the 6500 than the 6400. You also are going to need a storage drive. The best deal that we found on a storage drive, this is a pretty good drive, is a Team Group MP33 M2 storage drive that gets, uh, it's not the fastest drive on the market, but it's 1,500 uh, megabytes per second uh, read and write approximately, uh, and a 512 gigabyte capacity uh, is $42. Uh, now, again, spending a little more money would help you out here because for $30 more, you can have a one terabyte model. Um, similarly, uh, we went with eight gigabytes of uh, PC uh, DDR4 PC3200 RAM. Uh, now, obviously, RAM, you've got to buy uh, what we call dual channel RAM, which is a kit of two RAM sticks that are the same. The same. So uh, our eight gigabyte kit, which is two four gigabyte sticks, 
uh, it was $29 when last we checked. Now, again, I'd splurge a little bit because if you could go up to $47, you could get a 16 gigabyte kit, uh, which would definitely be preferable. Um, rounding out our configuration, we have a 430 watt thermal take power, smart power supply that we found for $29. 430 watts is enough if you're using uh, a, a low end, a 65 watt CPU like we have and a relatively low end GPU like we have. Um, and But we also saw power supplies of 400 to 500 watts anywhere in the 29 to $49 range. Uh, finally, there's our case. The case uh, was on sale at the time. Um, the case that is on sale right now is the Corsair Carbide 175R, which is $44 after rebate. Now, that's, um, you know, that case is normally $65 or more. So by the time someone else wants to buy, you may have to go for a different case if you want to hit this price point. There are a few cases in the $45 to $50 range natively, such as I think Rosewell's X1, I think it's X1 HBM um, case, uh, but it's not nearly as nice as the Corsair one. So uh, all told, our config came to $498 for, uh, for all of that. Now we're not including the price of, of the operating system, uh, and of course, we expect that you're going to get a keyboard and mouse if you don't have one, a monitor if you don't have one. So we're just talking about the price of building a PC. But I think that's pretty decent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's that's a, a surprisingly uh, powerful little machine for that price. Now, if you want to go even cheaper... Uh oh. We have configured a machine for under $400, $385 to be exact. Uh, and the way we did that one is no, no graphics card. For that, we're going with a Ryzen 5 5600G uh, CPU, which gives you really the best integrated graphics experience around. Uh, well, there's a slight step up in the Ryzen 7 5700G, but that is so expensive as to not be worth it. So the Ryzen 5 5600G sells for $164, uh, and it gives you pretty decent graphics that can at least get you good 720p gaming and probably modest 1080p gaming. Uh, for that, you'll need a motherboard that has a that that is compatible with it. A lot of the older AMD motherboards that are the cheapest do not come with the right firmware out of the box to run a 5000 series chip. So be careful which one you get. Uh, we found that the ASRock B450 and HDV R4 uh, says that it is updated out of the box. Uh, but of course, uh, we haven't tested to confirm that, but that is what the claim is. So you definitely want a motherboard that can you know, run the chip out of the box. Uh, and then we went with pretty much all the other parts the same, the same eight gigabytes of RAM, of crucial RAM, the same 512 gigabyte SSD and case and power supply. So the main difference is going to 
integrated graphics from discrete. And, and like you said, integrated graphics today are not what they were just a couple of years ago. You can actually get some, some, uh, gaming performance out of it. Some good 720 and okay. 1080. You said, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's passable. It, it should be passable. And, uh, that actually is a pretty good chip because you're also getting six, I believe you're getting six cores out of that. So nice. Uh, that's, I mean, that, that's so. It, I mean, if you were thinking about it, like, hey, I don't really. I mean, the the integrated graphics actually would be fantastic if you're a person who doesn't really care, who's listening to the, watching this and doesn't really care that much about gaming and is more about, hey, I want a, a pretty decent PC and mm-hmm. maybe I'll play a game. Um, then, uh, then the fifty six hundred G is a great choice because it'll give you very decent graphics, but uh, it'll also give you really solid productivity performance multi-threaded with the six cores that it has so um so that's pretty good but in both cases i would you know we were trying to hit a price point for the article but i would really strongly suggest that folks spend another you know 20 to 50 dollars to upgrade the ram from 8 to 16 gigs and to uh, and to go from and if possible to go from a 500 gig to a one terabyte ssd uh, although the SSD is a little less critical because you can always buy another SSD later. Whereas with the RAM, uh, depending on the motherboard, you might only have two slots and then you would have to throw throw the RAM away if you wanted to replace it later. And really eight gigabytes is is eight gigabytes is not great. It's you can live with it, but I I would not personally run a run a computer with less than sixteen gigabytes today. Yeah, for sure. And just in the interest of full disclosure, this is coming from somebody who's sitting at a computer with 32. But yeah, I... <laughs> I uh, right, I mean, I... <laughs> I wouldn't go below... Because you have your browser tabs open. Yeah. You have your browser tabs open. And, and so, like, you might not... You don't have to be a quote-unquote power user. You just maybe have, like, you know, a person who likes to open new tabs a lot. You could end up very easily eating up those eight gigs of RAM really fast and eating up 16 gigs of RAM, uh, in short two if you, you know, if you have enough tabs open and then your computer slows down a lot. So you definitely want to, I mean, go from going from eight to 16 and the price differential is like, you know, s- somewhere depending on what the price is right now between 16 and $20, mm-hmm. I would definitely spend it. It's it's funny you say that there there was a meme going around this week that uh, two frames the top one said uh, NASA sixty four k of RAM we put a man on the moon twenty twenty two thirty two gigs of RAM uh, Chrome tab angry. <laughs> well, I think what it proves is that putting someone on the moon doesn't is about a lot of things other than the RAM, right? Very um, true. Although one interesting thing that I have noticed, and I don't know why this is, but I'd be curious if someone someone could tell me, is that on Raspberry Pi, and this might be a Linux thing, the browser uses a lot less RAM huh. than it than running the same Chrome browser opening similar websites on my on my Windows PC. That that's definitely interesting. I- I don't know. May it it could just be 
you know, the way the operating system is interacting with memory management or who there's all kinds of possibilities. Maybe Chrome yeah. on the Raspberry Pi has a has an efficiency mode like we're going to talk about with with Edge in a minute. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it seems like granted I'm not normally opening like a ton of tabs on a Raspberry Pi, but I have tried it and it took a while like on an 8 gigabyte Raspberry Pi. It took a lot of tabs to 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 max out that 8 gigabytes. I can max out 8 gigabytes of RAM in like 3 in like 30 seconds on on my with tabs on my desktop, so. Yeah, for sure. I don't, it, I don't know why that is. Uh, yeah, the browser development on the on the PC seems to be not as uh, much of a focus. I don't know. It's all it's all very strange. Um, but uh, I think you said that you've uh, you've already got this one out in the wild. Yes, yes, it is. So come to tomshardware.com and you will find my article on. Uh, how to build a gaming PC for under $500. Fantastic. Well, as always, Avram, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate this one in particular. I, uh, I spent some time looking it over as I am likely about to start building some PCs <laughs> myself. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was a, a fun piece of information. I know the viewers will appreciate it as well. And as always, I look forward to what we talk about next time.